0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind, I'm Brian McKellen. The Mayo Clinic says that physical activity increases your energy, makes you feel better, and adds years to your life. The Northwest Association for Blind Athletes provides life-changing opportunities through physical activity in sports to blind and visually impaired individuals. Here to talk about these opportunities is Northwest Association for Blind Athletes President, Founder, and CEO, Billy Henry. Welcome to the show, Billy.
0: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
1: Glad you're here too. Tell us about yourself
0: uh so i am a, i am a person who's who's uh blind and visually impaired as well uh, and founded the organization in two thousand and seven when I was fifteen. Um, I wanted to participate in powerlifting uh, with my friends. So I started out with uh, six of my friends coming over to my parents' house to participate in powerlifting my freshman year of high school um, and uh, started the organization there. Um, And then today we're now uh, delivering over 600 events um, every year um, to the athletes and families that we serve um, and delivering about 1,900 program interactions to blind people throughout um, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana, and even spreading across uh, the United States as well through our virtual programs.
1: That's great. Uh, before we get into the organization a little bit more, what is powerlifting? Is that like weightlifting?
0: Yeah, it's really similar to weightlifting. Um, So powerlifting is um, bench pressing, deadlifting, and squatting. Um, So what's really funny about that is, is, you know, we started out doing powerlifting because that's the sport that I always wanted to do. And now we don't do that as an organization, but it's kind of how we, how we got started and and, and now provide opportunities in about 15 different um, uh, sports and physical activities.
1: All right. How does the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes provide these physical activities and ultimately life-changing opportunities for the blind and visually impaired to just participate in these special sports that just contribute to their health and well-being?
0: Absolutely. So we provide six different types of uh, programs and services to people who are blind or visually impaired. We provide a sports outreach program our Sports Adaptations Program, our Camp Spark Program, our Scholarships and Grants Program, our Sports Teams Program, and our Increasing Visibility Program. Throughout all six of those programs, we deliver 15 different types of sports and physical activity, everything from kayaking and stand-up paddleboarding to skiing and snowboarding to um, afternoon virtual workouts, from so that individuals can be active from their home. So it really spans the gamut. One thing about our organization is, is that we serve all people um all people regardless of what their goal are what their, what their goals is excuse me um so we serve individuals that are 6 months old and learning how to swim for the first time we serve individuals that are in their 40s 50s 60s that have lost their vision later in life and are wanting to participate in our services and for us it's all about using our programs as a catalyst to help individuals achieve success in all areas of life
1: camp spark does this camp Utilize physical sports and activity as that incentive to just promote a greater quality of life, independence, (laughs) and even life skills.
0: So Camp Spark is on a university campus Uh, last, excuse me, not last summer, this summer, it was at Linfield College in McMinnville, Oregon. Um, In over two weeks, we had 80 campers, um, 8 to 15 years old, um, learning seven different types of sports and physical activities, navigating around the college campus. We had um, people who are blind um, providing the instruction um, and as counselors, and then had orientation and mobility specialists on campus as well providing instruction not only did campers have an opportunity to um re-engage with friends they might not have seen since 2019 because of the COVID-19 pandemic they also got to learn how to um, improve their running skills but even more so than that learning how to navigate around the college campus go through the dorms go through the cafeteria lines um, and most importantly just have an awesome fun camp experience with their friends
1: so while we're talking about sports we are to talk about sports adaptations. Your organization specializes in sports adaptations. Talk about the sports adaptations program, Billy.
0: Absolutely. So we have a sports adaptations program that has a three-prong approach. The first prong is we have an adapted equipment lending library that has 600 pieces of adapted equipment that we lend out to um, blind people, their parents teachers um, and community-based organizations so that they can participate at a local level when they want to participate. What's unique about that program is is that it's offered free of charge to teachers and families, anyone that needs it across Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana, so that if a student wants to participate or their teacher wants them to participate um, in the local curriculum being offered in that school, we ship them the equipment free of charge. They use it, then they ship it back to us. So that's the first of three prongs of the sports adaptations program. The second prong is is we said, hey, if we're going to give people equipment, we have to also provide the instructional guides on how to use it. So we are um, in the process of scaling instructional videos um, that will have guides that go along with it on how to provide various adaptations um, in sports and physical activity. Videos include how to uh, provide a human guide, how to teach skiing and skiing and snowboarding, how to do a push-up, um, and everything in between that. And then the third prong of our sports adaptations program is actually our team going into schools to provide um, consultations on how to help that individual student be successful in the classroom.
1: Can you explain some of these sports adaptations a little more? Give us some examples.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it could be um, it could be uh, us providing a tandem a tandem cycle for a parent to go with their child who's their child who's blind on a Saturday tandem bike ride independently at their home if they lived in a rural community and couldn't act our programs regularly. It could be a teacher who has a um, a a particular PE unit um, for their student who's in the fifth grade that needs a ball with bells in it. We would provide that ball with bells in it, but then we would also provide that instructional material so that teacher could use that ball with bells in it in the right adaptation to integrate that student fully in the instruction.
1: That's fantastic. Um, You've got also, the video libraries you mentioned, there's also consultations. And that's how you teach and help the families, the educators, even the school districts and the athletes themselves adapt to sports for the blind at their very level. Your organization offers over fifteen, fifteen different sports. You mentioned some of them, including the stand-up paddle boarding, to the blind of all ages and abilities. What are some of the additional sports you offer?
0: Yeah, so we offer goalball, which is a, a really um, common sport uh, for blind people. We offer uh, five-a-side soccer. Which is a really popular, uh, really popular sport with our athletes. Our most popular sports are our outdoor sports. So, at our organization, most popular sports are skiing and snowboarding, stand up paddleboarding, um, kayaking, um, and hiking. So, essentially, and then tandem cycling. So, essentially, anything at this point uh, where people can be outside is what we're seeing as kind of the the most popular programs that people want to be a part of.
1: And that includes swimming too. Swimming is my favorite sport.
0: Uh, absolutely. We do a lot of swimming. We're actually about to launch our, um, our swim program. We have seasons for our sports, um, and our swim program, um, starts up with our fall season. So the start of, um, start of the new quarter and start of the month here in October means we're going to be kicking off swimming this fall.
1: Oh, okay. Even though in the Northwest it gets a little bit cooler, right? But do you guys also swim indoors?
0: We do swim indoors. Yeah, most of our swimming programs indoors. And with the pandemic, it's um, it's indoors with a lot of safety precautions. Um, and then we've lowered our we have lowered our group size, um, lowered our group size, and done a lot of other things so that we can continue to provide safe programming.
1: Now, the Northwest Association for Blind Athletes supports local blind sports teams. What are some of these teams?
0: We have a dragon boat team that's made up of of blind people um, who have um, been blind their whole life or um, become blind later in life, um, and they're participating in dragon boating. They actually provided, uh, participate in the Portland Regatta and a variety of other um, dragon boat races, so that's a really popular team for us. We also support um, three different goalball teams that participate in local, regional, and national competitions. Um, So that's another one of our sports teams programs. And then we have a a team that participates in um, a walk-run relay every couple of years. Um, It's one of our programs as well.
1: What is Dragon Boating?
0: Uh, so dragon boating is um, so the boats look like a dragon. They actually have a head of a dragon on the front of the boat, um, and then at the back of the boat they actually have a tail. And it's it's essentially it's essentially um, paddling. So you are you're paddling in sync with your team. Our team uh, are we have two dragon boat teams. Our first team is Team Lethally Blind and then Team VIP, Um, and those are made up of a combination of uh, blind people in the boat um, and then sighted people as well um, that are helping actually navigate and steer the boat.
1: I see how that works. The Northwest Association for Blind Athletes offers scholarships to kids, adults, to allow these athletes to participate in local, regional, and international competitions. Tell us more about these scholarships and some of the winners.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we provide scholarships uh, to in- individuals across the Northwest um, and scholarships range anything from a scholarship to help an athlete or, um, uh, attend a Paralympic qualifier to a scholarship to allow an athlete to purchase um, adapted equipment, anything from a pair of running shoes um, to be a part of a 10K run to um, a particular piece of adapted equipment that allows them to engage um, in an event, um, we also provide a lot of scholarship support for registration fees for individuals to participate, and then travel costs and, inter- and the incidental costs that are um, that are a part of that.
1: So you pay those costs.
0: Uh, we do. We we usually will pay a partial a partial cost um, for scholar for those scholarship recipients. Saves money. Yep, absolutely.
1: What's the increasing vitality program?
0: Uh, so the increasing visibility program.
1: The, oh, increasing is, visibility. Okay.
0: Um, and that's a that's our public awareness program. So really helping um uh raise the awareness of, of blind people in the community through sports and physical activity to to break down barriers in the community. So that's a, a really important program for us. So we do just, we do a lot of public awareness um about our mission and programs uh, and getting getting the community engaged in our work.
1: That's great. Tell us about some of your best clients and their favorite programs
0: yeah absolutely so um uh i think that um i think some of our our favorite programs um like i mentioned before is is the the outdoor programs um i can speak for for myself um i had the opportunity to um, ride seattle to portland Um, With a good friend of mine who's also a a longtime volunteer. And we read, uh, we rode, excuse me, um, over 200 miles over two days a couple of years ago. Um, And that was an incredible bike ride um, and had that opportunity to um, really push ourselves to the limit um, and train for several months uh, and felt really good to cross through that finish line. Um, and kind of had that level of accomplishment, um, and that was really important for me to do because I wanted to, to show all of our athletes um, what um, what they could do as well if they wanted to. So um, that was that's been one highlight. Rec- that's been one highlight recently. Um, I would say our our team. We have fifteen full time team members. Um, our teams made up of our programs team, our, our fundraising team, and, and admin team admin team as well who work in support in support of our mission. Um, several of our team members have participated 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 um, in the collegiate goalball team on the uh, goalball team, excuse me, on the east coast from slippery rock university. So that's been kind of a fun, um, a fun connection. um, And they so they've had opportunity um, to really know about our know about programs uh, for blind people um, before even coming to join our team, which is exciting.
1: How might they volunteer? Yeah,
0: so we have uh, we have volunteer opportunities, uh volunteer opportunities in our in our office um here on site um in the state of Washington. Um we also have opportunities to support our programs um so they can reach out to our website and, and fill out the contact form. And we'd love to get anyone engaged in volunteering. Um that website is nwaba.org.
1: Okay. That's going to be on the Speaking Out for the Blind website, that link. Now, if our listeners want to participate in the
0: programs, Um, they can can visit the link as well. Um, If they're locally in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana, um, they can go to the page of the program that they're interested in, and there'll be a contact there on our programs team that they can reach out to, um, as well as there's a page for virtual programs, uh, too, that is open to people outside of the local area.
1: All right. Are there any new upcoming programs we should know about?
0: Yeah. yeah, um I absolutely. So we are um we have our our home run program coming up um which is part of our sports outreach program and that program provides um goal setting opportunities um for Teenagers um, to participate in our program. It's all done virtually for individuals in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. Um, and basically it connects goal setting with sports and physical activity. So individuals are learning everything from resume writing skills um, to other job skills, and then also learning how to incorporate that with sports and physical activity as well. So it could be running a, a 5K or a 10K or setting some type of a, a goal that they want to achieve, um, as well as then setting goal they want to achieve um, outside in other areas is of life as well. So we're excited to kick off. We've been doing that program for several years um, and are really excited to kick off the fall version of that here uh, in about a month.
1: The public can attend your um, sports competitions, correct? The general public?
0: um at this point with uh with covid-19 we are um we generally they're pretty small events so it, okay. at, in some of our events they can um but we're we're kind of limiting that right now just um because we're, we have smaller group sizes and are are trying to keep our events outside as much as possible but in a normal year outside of covid absolutely
1: and those are free to attend
0: they are correct
1: all right any sort of covid testing or vaccination proof they got to show
0: um, for participants, for participants, um, we are wearing masks, um, we are wearing masks, uh, inside and outside at all times. Um, and we do require, um, proof of vaccine for transportation.
1: All right. Um, now, now what about the attendees, any special requirements for them or because it's probably outdoors, I assume not much, right? Uh,
0: not much. And, and, and we don't have a ton of attendees that attend our events normally. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's usually just the participants, um, Participants and, volu- and volunteers, um, but because it's outdoors, they would just be required to um, they'd be required to wear masks. Um, safety is our number one priority, so we are very we're very safety focused, and we want to make sure that we have the best event possible. And, and part of that is having a a really safe, uh, inclusive experience for everyone. So um, we definitely are are comfortable comfortable delivering events, but we want to make sure that it's a safe environment where everyone is feeling good and excited to be there.
1: Well, good. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
0: Uh, I would just say I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to speak today, and then thanks for having me on. And um, uh, feel free to reach out if there's any more questions about our mission and programs. I'd be happy to answer them.
1: All right. Billy, we believe that the blind who are listening to this show right now may be motivated to participate in your organization's programs and perhaps become stronger and, yes, happier. Thanks so much for joining us on Speaking Out for the Blind today.
0: Yes, thanks so much for having me.
1: Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at speaking out for the blind or follow me on twitter at speak out blind or speak out for the blind you can also check out my website that's speaking out for the blind dot com. more information on today's show is posted there just look under the list of episodes and show news tab and my show archive is at speaking dash out dash for dash dash blind dot pinecast dot co that's all for this edition of speaking out for the blind thanks for listening and remember to speak out
0: To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org.
1: Join me, Brian McAllen, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers and experts to help you, the listeners, go for your dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB1 and 8 p.m. Pacific on ACB2.
0: Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. Thank you for calling the ACB Radio and Information Line, brought to you by Zeno Media. 518 906 1820. That's 518 906 1820. ACB Families, a warm, welcoming affiliate that's as close as your telephone. ACB Families meets on the first and third Sunday of each month by Zoom, and we're always talking about topics that touch families that are large or small, families with kids or grandparents, families just like yours and mine. Be part of our ACB family. Call 502-897-1472 or email allacbfamilies at gmail.com.
1: We are Friends in Art. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We
0: sing, compose songs and poems, play musical instruments,
1: read and write books, paint pictures, and take photographs. We are playwrights,
0: potters,
1: sculptors, weavers, and storytellers.
0: We are members of the audience and patrons of art museums. We celebrate beauty in all that surrounds us. We are Friends in Art join
1: us in the art parlor
0: for stimulating interviews
1: thoughtful conversations and the latest art related information beginning each saturday at 8 p.m on acb radio mainstream
0: introducing sunday edition with anthony a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday edition. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, are choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org.
1: Ever think of light bulbs as being cool? They are if you choose energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures that have earned the government's Energy Star label. They're so hot, they're cool. Because they burn-cooled and last up to 10 times longer, you save money and oodles of energy. Change a light, help the environment, save some green. The solution is as close as your nearest lamp socket. Brighten your environmental future. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency.